Hello, and welcome to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. And I'm Carmen. And today we are talking about the new Tyler Perry film, A Jasmine's Blues, which is available on Netflix. Okay, so let's get the uh, elephant out of the room. I feel like Tyler Perry as a filmmaker can often be very um, polarizing. I think people either love him or they tend to hate him. Um, either way, like I feel like most people have strong feelings about Tyler Perry films. And there's definitely a, I think, a feel to Tyler Perry films. Like, no matter what the subject matter is about, you, you expect a certain Tyler Perry-ishness, can we say, to his films. So the first question I want to ask you, Christina, is did, you, did this feel like a Tyler Perry film to you? No, it did not. Not at all. Like if I did not know this was a Tyler Perry film, then I wouldn't have known. Like I I see what you're saying about a lot of his stuff kind of having the same feel to it. But this in particular did not feel like a lot of his other things. And uh, according to the Internet, he wrote this script back in 1995. This was the first script that he wrote. And so maybe that has something to do with it. The fact that this was written so long ago and then perhaps his style changed afterwards and also on the internet i i think it said that like he was inspired from a conversation with august wilson and this movie does kind of have like a bit of an august wilson feel to yeah. it so um there's that element as well but to answer your question no it, it didn't feel like a, a tyler perry film to me at all no it didn't and it's it's I, i'm trying to be careful and and, and cognizant of what i'm saying it's interesting that this is the film that he wrote the first time around. And then his later films, even you know, as he's gotten further and further into filmmaking, have been, how do I say this? I don't think that he's, I, I also don't think that he's progressed as far in his craft as I would have liked to see or hoped to see. And Lord, I'm gonna get in trouble. But um, I felt like this was kind of different. And I, I will say, because when I looked at that um, quote, I found the same information. And Tyler said, I had to be strategic in what I was doing. So I had to make sure I had a hit after a hit after a hit. So this one, I just wanted to take my time and do it at the right moment. And I think that maybe that was the key. He did this at the right moment. He didn't rush to say, oh, well, this is a script I like. Let me go ahead and make it. I don't think that it would have took the same. Yeah, that's true. I I agree with him. I feel like, I mean, I don't know timing wise if this was necessarily the best time to have released this or maybe he should have released it sooner because um, I know it's the type of movie, in my opinion, that's like an evergreen type of thing. I feel like it could have been released at any time and people would have loved it. But um, I do think it's a great film that deserves to have a lot of people watching it. And if he had released it earlier, then maybe not as pe many people would have seen it because he wasn't as well known and he wouldn't have had it on Netflix because Netflix probably wouldn't have even like really existed yet. So, right. And so, yeah, okay. I think the timing probably is pretty good. And keep in mind when I say like the timing, I don't necessarily mean the timing of, you know, what's going on in the world. I mean, the timing of his career. Mm -hmm. I think that this is a movie that needed some reflection I think it needed some skill I think it needed some practice um 
So I think that I'm glad that he did not rush to make this earlier. And um, I'm happy to say, now I may need to go back and look again. One of the things that has always stands out to me in Tyler Perry Productions are the wigs and the very bad hair. And oh my God, I did not have that complaint this time around. I don't know if that was him. I don't know if it was a new Netflix budget. I don't know if it was in collaboration, but thank you, Jesus. Well, I, I did notice that that everybody did look good. Like everybody's hair, makeup, clothes, like everything. It, it looked really good. And, and I appreciated that as well. Yes. So I didn't really know what to expect going into this. And, and I will admit that I feel like it did have some of the signature Tyler Perry melodrama to it. You know what I mean? Um, like I, I feel like he definitely has the signature that it, which he, I was going to say he can't escape, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think most filmmakers, you know, who know themselves and they know their voice, they have these signatures. I think that it just felt more like I was honing in on his voice as opposed to like, oh, well, you know, that's some Tyler Perry foolishness. It felt very different. And so um, it, it definitely had that flair to it, but you're right. Like I got through this and like, I think halfway through, I had to like check and I was like, wait, am I watching the right film? Because we said we we're going to watch the Tyler Perry film, right? Like, am I going to show up and having watched the wrong movie? Like, what's happening? Yeah, it, it definitely didn't feel like um, what you're used to seeing. You know, there was no Medea. There was no, uh, <laughs> there was no, yeah. no comedy at all. Like, nothing funny happened the entire time. I will say, I will say, and this is a, a big departure from some of his films, the dark-skinned guy was the good guy and the light-skinned guy was the villain yes that that's true although now 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 let's talk casting for okay. since, yeah. since you brought up some casting okay so i thought um the man that played by you an, an excellent actor I, I thought he was very good looking i thought he you know he was cute he, his everything about him character wise i just you know, my heart was breaking whenever anything bad happened to him. He was so likable and just such a nice guy. But just looks-wise, based on him being dark-skinned and his brother being light-skinned, and then that baby passing for white, maybe okay. switch the casting with him and the brother, just because how's that baby going to pass for white when uh, Bayou was as dark as he was? That seemed kind of unrealistic to me. So, uh, so I have the same thought, because when she was going around, you know, when she had the baby, I was like, oh, she don't give birth to a Negro baby. But then she was like, take it to the white hospital. So I was like, okay, it's a white baby. And then when she was showing it around to Cincy, she was like, oh my God, he's getting darker. And I was like, girl, if you don't take that white baby somewhere. And then when they found it, they were like, oh no, you know, that's his baby. I was like, are you sure? Yeah, like that was really kind of weird to me um, because for one, the, the casting, it's like, mm, okay, that's kind of unbelievable that that this man had had the white looking baby, but also she was married to the white man at the time. So, I mean, was she not having sex with the white man? Because if she wasn't, then wouldn't he be questioning it? But he wasn't questioning it. No, so that was odd to me. So that I think was really weird. And now I will say, and this is based on even some of the melanin levels of the mixed race children in my own family, like. I am a pretty brown skinned person. My cousins are brown or brown skinned. We both darker than me. Any of them who appropriated with white women, that melanin has been barely there. 
Like it has been, I don't know what it is about the melanin levels in our family. They are not that strong. So maybe it is possible that, you know, him having this baby with Leanne could be. Okay, fine. It's, it's, It's possible, but not likely. But yes, you're right. I mean, you never know what could happen with the DNA and the genetics and, and all that. So yes, it's possible. But one of the things that is kind of weird though is is why was she so sure it was his baby and, and her husband wasn't seeing it like that was weird to me I know they made a big thing about it in the beginning when um her and him had had the nicknames and you know he said his name was Bayou because his eyes were, were like the Bayou and and then when his mama delivered the baby and then you know, later on when she was talking to, to Leanne, she was like, oh, like he has eyes just like his daddy. So it's like, okay, I didn't notice like these really unique eyes about Bayou, but if Bayou did have these really unique eyes, then. Okay. And, right. but, and I'm like, did he, was she just in love? I don't know. I, let's, let's talk about these characters though. Um, well, okay. well, one more thing about casting okay, though. I, I did, um, appreciate the casting of um Leanne and, and her mama a, a little bit a lot more than when we watched Passing I remember that was one of my biggest complaints was the women who were passing as white in that movie Passing it, it was not believable to me it just completely suspended my belief in, in in the reality of this film and it just threw me off that it was so unbelievable but in this I... Leanne and her mama I look at them and I do see black women, but I can kind of see a little bit more than in the movie passing, how it would be believable that those two could possibly pass. Like Ruth Negga maybe, um, you know, uh, Tessa Thompson, ma'am. But I, again, I, I do think that the director, you know, was specifically chose those women to make a point, um, you know, as opposed to here where they're supposed to be like blending in. Yeah. I, I, she was making a point, but but her point just completely threw me off when I was watching it. And so I, I liked that in this movie, it, it seemed a little bit more realistic to me that, that, you know, back in those days, those women could have done that. So what was her mama? I, I don't know. Like, it was kind of weird because, so you saw her grandfather, you saw her mom, and then... We didn't see any other family members, so who knows? And what was her grandfather? Her grandfather was what? He, he looked like he was a light-skinned Black man that was a pedophile. That's what he looked like. That was a what? A pedophile is what he looked like. That's what I thought she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just had the pedophile look. No, yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 so, yes. So let's talk about this. because And I was a little bit confused about her home life because she was called Bucket in the beginning. Because like what her mama left her or something or kind of like yeah yeah her mama left her with the grandfather and then um yeah it was just it was a bit confusing but then like she came back and her mama was acting like you know her mama reminded me of a little bit um did you ever watch uh oh what's what was that show that the Greenleaf oh I I did watch a little bit of it the Lynn Whitfield character oh. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Or even um, also, um, if you watch one of the other Tyler Perry movie, the Ty- the Medea, um, 
the, the one that had uh shoot lynn whitfield in it again <laughs> two daughters. it reminded me of that character. um but no yeah so i, I was a little confused because i thought that they were kind of like you know poor and out there and then the mama was acting like you know a fashion plate you know yeah i don't know it seemed to me like for whatever reason, she left the daughter with the grandfather and she probably knew he was a pedophile too, but didn't care because she just did not seem like a nice person at all. At all. And then she didn't come back until it seemed like she just wanted to use her daughter to marry her off to a, a rich white man so the two of them could live off the rich white man's riches. So like there were lots of crappy parents in this. So we have by no, I the one moment where I did think it was very Tyler Perryish was when Bayou goes to the house because Sitsi, and Sitsi was his sister, right? No, I don't no. think she was his, was his sister. I think she was um, his mom's, either his mom's sister or his mom's best friend. Okay, because I couldn't tell, because at some point, like, I thought that she said mama, but then most of the time, she, a lot of times she called her Hattie Mae. And I know, like, for example, my father, like, they didn't call their father dad. They called him by a nickname. So I was like, I don't know if this was, I missed that part. But anyhow, the part where um, she's like, oh, they're taking Leanne away. And he runs after Leanne. And the grandfather's like, I told you. <laughs> like, even <laughs> the subtitles on the screen said like, cackles evilly. And I was like, sir, really? This is what we're doing? <laughs> um, but speaking of evil and parents, uh, yeah, Bayou's daddy. Oh, was it wasn't was I he, he and so okay he wasn't Bayou's daddy he was Willie Earl's daddy but I was confused about that too because okay so Willie Earl he was older than Bayou so so that confused me so would the mama have had Willie Earl with that man and then she had Bayou with somebody else, but then she stayed with the first man. Like, I don't know. That's what confused me too. And not to mention the daddy was pretty dark skinned. So if anybody, you would think that, you know, like, or is it a case of like, no, this is my real son because he can play and you can't play. So I don't, I'm just disowning you. I, I don't. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Cause like, if you look just kind of like, you know, at skin tones, Willie Earl and, and Hattie Mae, they look kind of similar. And then Bayou, right similar to his dad I think his dad was just a jerk and and just he only wanted to claim Willie Earl because um you know they they both played played instruments and uh also when it comes to Bayou I'm not sure if he was just extremely shy or if he was a little slow but there there like there was something a little bit different about him right absolutely um, having said that, you know, I think being kind of abused by your, your parents can would probably do that too. Right. Uh, so that may have been the cause of him behaving like that. But um, I mean, that probably kind of contributed to um, him preferring Willie Earl as well. Because I think I, he may have even said something about, I don't know if it was his confidence or, or something um, he, he was saying. Yeah. Now, well, now I have to go back and look at it. I already had to go back and look because I got to the end and I was like, wait a second. So about this murder mystery and wait, is that the same white man that we opened up with the racist rhetoric? And mm -hmm. then I figured it out. 
we it, right. it, it took a minute but we we got full circle let's talk about these characters because i have mm-hmm. lots of thoughts who you want to start with um i guess we can just go ahead and, and start with the the main characters okay and, um yeah. bayou i think we, we said mostly about bayou i think um where he kind of felt like i felt like sometimes bayou seemed a little too good he he definitely he's the guy you know had the yeah had like you know the all the troubles and loved the girl and and he was a good musician and you know whatever he just felt a little too virtuous yeah he was definitely much nicer than i think most people would be in in his situation like his brother was always horrible to him but yet he's still trying to help him like he was just very kind he you know took took more um care into protecting his mama and the girl he loved than his own self like he was just a very good person also about leanne because mm. <laughs> i have to tell you right now i am team hattie may on this one when it comes to leanne and i'm gonna go ahead and say i don't think leanne was worth the trouble mm. leanne was trouble now you know, at first, when they met, when they were both young, living out in the country, I don't think there was any trouble that was a- any of her own fault. Like, yeah, she no, was absolutely not. Daddy, and and so, yes, potentially Bayou could have, you know, gotten in trouble because her granddaddy was crazy, but that that was beyond her control. But then later on, when she was grown and she was passing for white, and and you know, choosing to interact with him, knowing that he could get lynched. That was wrong. See, and that's the thing that bothered me. Like, I, there were things that happened that were not his fault or that were not her fault. Like, for example, when her mother was like, you know, followed him out and was like, oh, he whistled at my daughter. You know what I mean? Um, she couldn't, you know, I, I don't think she could have foreseen or no, even though her mother had already proven that she was crazy. Her mother was already giving back the letters. You know, her mother was not, her mother has already proven that she was not going to do anything or allow anything that was going to blow the lid on you know their real background and who they really were and ruined their life um i think that she should have just like bowed out i think that at a certain point you have to prove you have to have some responsibility right exactly like she should have either done that or just just right off the bat just ran off with him and not snuck around with him at all but just ran off ran far far away um, and just lived in an area where wouldn't none of those people come after them and she could just live as a Black person with him and nobody would have, you know, nothing bad would have happened. And let me tell you, that you remember that scene where she started getting kind of with Sissy? Mm-hmm, yeah. Sissy was like, she's scrubbing the floor. Oh my goodness, the spot, the spot, you know, whatever. I don't see a spot, but let me change my dress. Don't do it now. I already, well, like, ma'am, and then when she smacked her, I was so happy when Sissy slapped her back. And and I was thinking if I was Sissy, I would have told her, if you treat me like this, I'm about to tell everybody exactly who you and your mama are. You can't keep passing if you want to act a fool. The only problem with that is that uh, the trouble may not have stopped with her, with them, like, They'd have gone after them. They'd have gone after Sissy. They'd have gone after anybody. Because, you know, men like that don't like to be made a fool of. 
Yeah, that's true. Not to mention, it's still kind of crazy of um, it's crazy of Leanne to behave like that towards Sissy. Period. But especially when she knows that Sissy knows her big secret. And when Sissy cut, what did she call her bucket? Yeah. Like, ma'am, not only do I know your secret, I know your the entirety of your past. Ma'am, sit down. And when she came, she said, "Man, I," she said, "It's okay. You know, she just couldn't sleep. I'm gonna make you something to to, to, to drink." And I'm going to get that spot out after I change my dress. I said, I know that's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then Leanne, you know, told Sissy that the reason why she was treating her like that was because she was jealous because she saw Sissy playing around with Bayou. Like, uh, excuse me, if you went off and married the white man, you you have no uh, say over what Bayou is or isn't doing and with whom. Thank you. Especially because there was nothing sexual between the two of them. Heck, I thought he was her sister. Yeah, exactly. Like they, I think they did kind of have like a brother-sister relationship and and they were just kind of playing around like brother and sister. There wasn't nothing else going on. And that's exactly what Sissy told her when she told her like, Bayou has only ever been in love with you. I do wish that Sissy hadn't encouraged it. Like the relationship. I wish that she had just stayed out of it. No passing letters, no notes, no any of that mess. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, okay, so who's next? Let's, let's go to mama, Hattie Mae. Uh, I felt so bad for her. It's like she had a, a horrible husband and one of her sons was horrible and then the other one gets killed because of the other horrible son. But we had- And his own stupidity. And his own stupidity. Let's be real about this yeah i yeah i i just it, you know it kind of reminded me of uh, you remember that old chris rock joke where he talked about he said look that, that there's nobody in this world more racist than the old black man because they've seen some mess hmm. and it kind of reminded me of that like with hattie and i'm not saying that she was racist or you know whatever i just think that hattie knew very well the ways of the world because she has seen and she has been through things and the things that she was going through. I mean, it was terrible. Like she had, you know, that horrible husband. Then he mm-hmm. finally took his behind somewhere else, even though he took all of their money to do it. And then yeah. she bought herself this club, had the successful club. And then, you know, because of uh, what's her, you know, Lee, her boy messing with Leanne and her Leanne's mama's lies, that gets, you know, destroyed. And then they were searching the mail and mm-hmm. taking her money. Like, I just, I, I, def- and then Leanne still had the nerve to come to her house when it came to the baby. Leanne still had the nerve to, you know, bring that little sad thing to groceries. Talking about some, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Thank you for the baby. <laughs> oh, by the way, have you heard from Bayou? Ma'am, if you don't get your tail out here. Mm-hmm. But I think she went, um, to Hattie Mae's house with the baby because I think she was afraid that if she went to the white people's hospital and the baby came out black, then she would have been in big trouble. Oh yeah, she was gonna have some splaining to do. <laughs> you never watched Called Mid- uh, with Midwife, did you? No. There, so, you know, this is a British show that takes place in the 50s and there's a, a couple of episodes actually where you have these white women who are giving birth to these black babies. And like, they're holding it in, like the first lady's holding it in and she can't let it be born. And she, they're like, no, calm down. And she's like, I'm afraid it's going to be black. 
And then like her husband comes in and it's like this whole like, I mean, dark chocolate skin baby. Wow. Just, you know, and like all the midwives are just sitting there just looking like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. I don't, how do you handle this? Wow. Yeah. So that, that, that's what I, it was reminding me of. So when that thing came out light or white, I, I was a little surprised. I would have been interesting to see like what would have happened had it come out looking a little dark. I mean, I think what would have had to have happened is right after that baby came out, her and that baby would have had to just, just run off and just skip town and disappear. Or she would have had to, you know, pretend that the baby died, but then. Oh, the oh yeah. Just like give the baby to Hattie May and, and just tell her husband the baby died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know if Hattie would have taken, they, she would have had to hire somebody because um, Hattie's like, I'm not keeping that child in my house. So what, they can come by and be like, where's the baby? And I'm holding the baby and they burn down my stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. So now let's get to the next one. Bully Earl. Really, he was so horrible. Like in the beginning, he was mean to his brother for absolutely no good reason. Then later on, it was his jealousy that was getting the best of him to the point where he wanted his own brother dead. Well, I mean, the jealousy and the drugs combined together. When he came to the house, you remember when he first brought Ira and they were both sitting there and I was like, he brought this white man to the house and he just sitting there in space. And I was like, Lord have mercy, they both on that stuff. And then you had to tell. She's like, why, why are you being so, why are you acting so fidgety or whatever? Like she could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ira wasn't. I think he was he had shell shock or something. Um, mm-hmm. but Willie, yeah, he was on that stuff and he was on that stuff bad. And when he started breaking down, like, but he told he, I mean, Bio should have left us behind in where were they chicago and yeah. somewhere yeah he should have mm-hmm. left his behind especially because he was only going down for a day yeah should have left his behind there let him sleep off actually when he went into that room and saw that that his brother was on the bed and, like the needle hanging from his arm i was like oh he did yeah so left him there yeah and then when he started i i do wish that that him crying on the stage and had been a bigger moment I wish that we would have seen him because it seemed like he was genuinely upset for what happened I wish I we would have seen him maybe try to atone a little bit or like him be the one one to run out and find Bayou or something I don't know yeah that death scene Mm. I was not expecting all that no me neither that I hated the way that that movie ended. It reminded me of, did you ever see um, Rosewood? No, I don't think I did. So you, do you, you know about the movie, right? Yeah, I, I heard about it. Yeah, so that's, I saw it in that movie. Oh my goodness, but that, that's what it reminded me of. Um, it, was, it was absolutely horrific. Um, yeah, Willie was not ish, but you know what? I will say that I did have some sympathy when he, was when Bio was trying to get him dressed and he was high and he was talking about yeah because you know my real daddy he loved me and my daddy was shot in front of me or he he said my daddy taught me to get high and then they blew his brains out in front of me yeah that's sad but 
I mean, he was a jerk to buy you even way before that happened. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, some of that, I think actually a lot of that was the result of Bayou's father, the way that their father treated Bayou. Um, and now at a certain point, I think as an adult, you have to take stock and be like, no, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever. I don't think that he ever really got out of that. And then especially with the trauma of um, what, whatever happened to his father. I think it just kind of cemented him in that kind of stupor. Although it made sense. Remember when he came home to visit the first time, by was like, yeah, Willie Earl came home like all flashing, whatever. My daddy died, but Willie Earl never mentioned it. Mm. And at first he kind of like was disdainful, but now it makes sense why he never talked about it. Yeah. I would have liked to have known more about that. Mm-hmm. No, not me. I, I already saw more than a, a tragic things happening. So no, oh. I didn't see that man getting killed. Oh, I didn't even see it. I just, I think I would have liked it explained a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is just me wanting to, to know everything. Um, all right. Who else? What can we, we talked a little bit about Zitsi. Anything else you want to say about her? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I thought she was a really good supporting character. I, I, I liked her. She was very likable. Um, yeah, I mean, not really much else to say. Yeah, Ira. Ira I, 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 I really appreciated that time when she ran off to, to uh, Warren Bayou. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that was good looking out because had she been caught. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm surprised. I was actually thinking when she did run after him and he was able to get away that they were going to retaliate on her. Because it's like, yeah, and I was surprised that she stayed there in the house. I would have thought after she gave the warning, she would have left. But I was shocked when they came to the door and she was still there. I think, too, if she had left, especially immediately after, it probably would have looked suspicious. Hmm. Um, but I mean, and, and, and I'm curious. I am curious to know how long she continued to work for them. Um, because she was still working for them when Bayou came back. Now, I can't imagine that she would work with them much past that no i mean definitely after the lynching i'm i'm quite certain she'd be done with that and it's just it's so such a shame because he really did come back to try to you know help his mom ira was right ira was like look the boys will kill you Nah, you know they're not gonna be worried about me blah 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 um wanted to help him she was like look no i will get your mother and bring her here Sometimes, look, I know it was her juke joint. I know it's her home. Sometimes you let things go. Sometimes you just start anew somewhere else. Um, Or just, you know, take Willie Earl down there. Nobody was looking for Willie Earl. You know, take him down, try to get him sobered up enough for him to play for his mother. And then hope that will get her back on her feet. Um, Send some money. Although what, yeah, it did. It was interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess he wouldn't have thought that they were taking the money. I'm like, I'd have been sending, I wouldn't have sent my mother anything really um, directly, especially if you thought they were looking for me. I would have sent stuff to Sitsi or somebody else if they was trusted. I don't know. Yeah. Same here. <sighs> Freaking Willie Earl. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But because of Willie Earl, his brother's dead. And I think um, like at the very end, right before Bayou got killed, I think he was starting to feel a little bit guilty about what he did because when he was on stage, like he started sweating and and, and looking kind of nervous. 
that's the thing though yes i absolutely think and that's what i mean like he they i wish we that would have been a bigger moment i felt like the movie kind of as far as pacing wise it did kind of feel like it took a while for stuff like stuff was happening and then i was like okay so maybe we're oh no we still have like an hour left okay um you know this is happening and we're moving to different places okay cool whatever um and then it got to the end and then it ended the next thing we know we were like like he's he's being hung and then we see like the the white man visiting uh uh Marie, what, what was her name oh, yeah. Le- 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 Leanne. and that was it and i was like oh okay we're not going to see the black lady okay fine whatever <laughs> but i guess the point was made um yeah, I just I think I would have just liked to have seen, but maybe that wasn't the point. Yeah. I am curious what happened to I mean, obviously Leanne lived because she but she was on that bus. Yeah, so I don't know exactly how she was able to get away and and explain where she was in the middle of the night with the baby. Um, because she was all the way over in the black part of town where the white people didn't want her to be. So, yeah, I don't know how in the world that happened. But, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> but it definitely kind of left me and I was just like, oh, like, you know, like, no matter where this was going, it just was, it, it was going towards the bad end. Yeah. It didn't have to, but, you know, things were going to, were definitely going to play out. I think if they had any chance of getting Willie Earl off the stuff, uh, it definitely didn't happen after Biden died. No, I mean, he probably, I don't know if he, maybe he killed himself, overdosed on drugs, but I don't foresee a good ending for Willie Earl. And I don't know that his mama would have wanted him in her life after that. No, pro- probably not. But it is, Yeah, it is sad though that, you know, after for all of that, his son you know, Bayou's son grew up to be a racist that he never knew, you know, what he was, what his, what his true family was, um, any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really sad. And at the end, Leanne was sitting there listening to Bayou's paper airplane song that he had written about her. And, you know, it's clear that, you know, after all these years, she still loved by you and um like the tagline for the movie is never stop loving and it's like all these years later she never stopped loving him and it's just sad you know he ended up getting lynched over willie earl you know what one thing that just struck me now that i'm, I'm thinking about um wasn't just me and the lean seem unusually old y- yeah i mean that i thought was kind of odd because you know they showed old Leanne and they showed old Hattie Mae Leanne looked older than Hattie Mae right so I mean that that casting was kind of odd as well right because I I just thought about that and I was like why is she so old when we just saw Hattie Mae who was older than Leanne right her. okay I was like you know what okay we don't we don't we don't roll with it yeah yeah even like uh her son didn't look to be that old so 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, when they showed them as kids, like when they were teenagers, I think that was the 30s. Then when they met up later and she married the white man and, and the baby was born, I think that was the 40s. Okay. And then he was on TV as a grown man. I think that was the 80s. I think he was probably supposed to be around 40 years old. In the well, didn't Hattie say something like a murder 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so, so he's he, supposed to be around 40. 40. So that means, you know, assuming Leanne was, you know, mid 20s, so she would have been like 65 ish. And Hattie Mae would have been older than that. <laughs> Like, let's give it, you know, 20 something. Like, Adam May would have been probably like 80, 85. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, I was like, okay. But maybe it was just, you know, the hopelessness and kind of like her decreased, de- uh, it seemed like she had dementia or something like that. Um, yeah. Maybe that was what kind of like aged her. Yeah, that, that's possible. So all in all, are you, are you, what are you doing this? A thumbs up, a thumbs down? You happy, you like it? Are you happy you watched it? Um, I mean, I would give it a thumbs up and I'm, I'm happy I watched it. Although you, you know me, I, I'm a sucker for a happy ending and that ending was not happy. So I did not like that. I didn't like that at all, but okay. did still, it was still think it was a good film, but the ending made me very mad. Look at this from a happy ending. It's a happy ending now that the son knows who he truly is and maybe can change his views. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a happy ending, like, but it, I feel like it ends on an ending of possibility, maybe. Okay, maybe not happy, but hopeful. Yes, hopeful. I know, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I feel the same way. And I felt like one of the things that I did appreciate is that I understand how everything happens like I felt like the characters made sense to me I understood even if I didn't agree with them even if um I didn't think that they were worth the trouble I understood you know what was happening and so I also am very thankful we didn't have any third acts like an acrimony I've probably ranted about that movie on here before and if I have not that whole third act was trash. But anyhow, yes, this one, I think, was a much better effort. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was, you know, pretty to look at. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the music. You know, I enjoyed kind of that, like, jazzy flavor to things. Um, so, like, I, I definitely left this movie kind of wanting the soundtrack. The music was definitely good. And, and the look of it, like, yes. everything was excellent. It, it was like, a movie. Yeah, I definitely feel like I would hire every one of them to just like be in a period piece tomorrow. Yeah, and you're you're the period piece girl. You love the period pieces, and and yeah. I <laughs> so do. for it to get your stamp of approval that they did well, then, then that says a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that you know this was a, a definitely a Tyler Perry effort that you know I, I will say that I'm I'm proud of, and um I I would love to hear a little bit more about his process in creating because I'm, I'm interested and I think this is his first effort with Netflix or no maybe a fall from grace mm, yeah I think yeah I think he did that on Netflix as well either way I'm interested in the co- collaboration behind it yeah yeah all right anything else Christina 
No, um, I, I definitely, I, I recommend people to watch it. It was a good movie. All right, y'all. Well, those have been our thoughts. If you guys want to share your thoughts with us, you guys can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Carmen and Chris. And that's C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. And you can find me, Carmen, on Twitter at Carmen3, and that's C-A-R-M-E-N-E-R-I-E. And where can they find you, Christina? At Miss Christina 617, that's M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All right, y'all. Till next time.